Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moran. Our guest today is Laura Meyer. Laura is many things. She's the founder and CEO of the Joy Brand Creative. Uh, she runs the Advanced Women's Network. She has a fantastic podcast, which I would recommend you listening to, called Next Level Leap. And uh, she's coming out with a new book called Win Win. With that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Laura Meyer. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much for, for having me. Uh, oh. I really appreciate it. You were on my podcast too. So that episode is worth a listen. And uh, I'm just excited to be here and to create value for your listeners. I have no doubt you're going to create value. <laughs> so you have, a, 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 actually, I cut everything down. I feel like I gave people the incredible bri- abridged version of yeah. what you do. Did I cover it correctly? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we, I mean, we, you know, initially met each other through my husband, John Meyer, John Meyer. So I'm John's wife, I'm a mom of three. I run multiple businesses, been an entrepreneur for 20 years. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's lots of that you can go beneath the surface on all of those. <laughs> and, and you're married to one of the masters of the universe. Yes. Yeah. In case he's listening, that's a good thing to say. <laughs> I love John. I actually, I think I met John, I met John maybe uh, probably 20 years ago. Wow. Yes. So that means I met you 20 years ago. Yeah. Yes. And that is incredible, actually, when we think about it and everything that you've navigated and everything I've navigated between now and then. Yes. And we're going to get into that. So there's a lot to cover here. I think, you know, what, where our listeners are going to benefit most, I want to talk to you about your book, uh, Win Win. And I want to talk to you about relationship marketing. I think that it's a struggle that men and women both have. It's not, it's not harder on one group than the other. I think there are different challenges, but I think your the idea behind your book is a great one. Uh, how to create win-win scenarios so that everybody benefits and you don't feel bad about asking, right, for introductions or opportunities. So let's let's get into that a little bit. What was the the genesis behind the book? What what made you say, I need to write this? Yeah. So with my book, you know, it was really interesting. I think a lot of people in the last few years have struggled to find what they're going to do for their lead generation, because there was a certain point in time, right, with social media, where we could post and everybody we know would see it, where we could run an ad and it would be like an ATM machine on Facebook. And unfortunately, Mm -hmm. that ship has sailed, right? And so we are now in a place where advertising, paid advertising has a longer ramp up period, it has a higher, you know, barrier to entry. You're, we're paying more for a cost per acquisition than maybe we were five years ago. So it sort of leveled the playing field because so many brands went online and started using that as a mode of customer acquisition during the pandemic, right? So now we're kind of go, like what was in 20 years ago now is coming back, which is relationship marketing. And what I find is many business owners don't know how to properly utilize their relationships. They either swing the pendulum in one direction, which is that they never ask, they don't 
know how to ask. They don't know what's an appropriate ask. They don't have anything to offer in exchange. So there's no reciprocity. So they just don't ever bring it up with their network. And they try to generate new leads from cold sources when there's all these people that know, like, and trust them and would just say yes, if you ask the right way. Then on the other side, you get people who are like, oh my gosh, we just met three seconds ago. Do you want to pay me? Can I take your credit card? And it's <laughs> spammy and it's gross. And you get all of these inbox messages that we all hate. And people think that's what they're supposed to do. They're told, play the numbers with cold outreach. You'll eventually you know, get a client, just spam the heck out of everybody you know until they say, you know, until they, they either say no or they... You you know, just like don't respond anymore. Um, and it's and and what I'm really encouraging people to do is to find that middle ground where it's an appropriate ask at the right time so that you can build relationships that fuel the growth of your business. I remember this going back a long time ago when I was at a magazine and uh, I hired a salesperson who had never sold before, but she was very charismatic and everybody loved her. And she was really struggling in the first two months and uh, said, you know, I don't, this is not working for me. I may have made a, a wrong choice. And I said, the biggest problem is, is you're stuck in neutral. You know, they, they want to give you the business, but they're not just going to hand it to you. Right. You have to ask for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, look, they, they give out business all day long to people, people that they don't like. They yeah. like you, but you're not asking for it. Right. So she went the next day, she went to um, a client and she walked up and she said, uh, Bill, I want your business. And he said, fine, I'll give it to you. All you had to do was ask. And it was it was amazing. She said that was like a, a turning point in her career. Oh, that's amazing. But, oh, my God. I, I didn't realize that I had to ask for it. And uh, at you know, that, that it's like that that one little understanding that I think and that's where you came up with the title. It's a win win. Right. People like to do business with people that they like and that they trust. Right. And um, but you also have to be authentic and genuine. Do you yeah. talk about these things in your book? I do. I do. And I think, listen, it really comes down to intention and how we're walking around and how we're showing up in the world. It's really difficult to manufacture fake charisma. Like my, my sense of the person that you're speaking about is probably somebody who really likes to see other people succeed. She's probably a natural person um, and, and has a high level of intent when it comes to relationships. Right. And so I think it'd be very difficult to fake that if you're walking around with dollar signs in your eyes, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and, and I think a lot of it is making sure that your business is constantly in a really good place financially. So you don't have to feel like you're walking around like desperate for the next sale or else you're going to go out of business. Very difficult to build relationships when that's happening behind the scenes. So I think like the genuine and the authentic approach is really important, but I think it's also important to make sure that that's an internal dialogue that you're not trying to, you know, cover up or fake. Cause I think people can sense that. Um, and that's really important. You know, it's funny. You talk about that too. And you, you know, let's talk about, you know, I, I, when I think of selling, I think of pipeline, I think of funnel, but I think of also advocates and ambassadors, mm -hmm. right? It's a whole ecosystem that we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. And I think it depends on the stage of business that you're in. 
right? And so mm-hmm. if you're in an advanced stage of business, something like an affiliate opportunity, which I talk about in the book, may be awesome for you. If you don't have a proven offer yet, somebody's not going to advocate for it on your behalf. You know, mm-hmm. It's up to you to make sure that you have a customer success and that you have proof of concept and that you have clients that are happy um, and doing whatever it is that you need to do in the beginning stages of business to get those uh, testimonials and that proof of concept is really important. And I think being honest with people. So for example, when I ran my consulting certification for the first time about a year ago, I told people it's a beta program. There may be things in here that about midway, I decide that I'm going to be doing differently, but you're also getting a great price. I think just being like honest with people about where you are and the growth of your business is really important. Uh, And then as you grow your reputation, the asks can be bigger. So let's, let's kind of, you know, I see where this is going and I like it. And I think that this is a lot of things that keep my listeners up at night. Yeah. You, you know, so we're talking about your ecosystem, right? The people who can help you achieve your goals, whether they're advocates, ambassadors, customers, prospects, partners, you know, you got, you kind of have to look at your whole world from a 360 degree view, right. And say, you know, how does this work? How do I, get to not only achieve my goals, but maybe help other people achieve their goals along the way. Is it is that what a win-win looks like that I'm cognizant of, you know, you and I are talking, yeah. uh, two people can't be selling at the same time, right? That's a lesson I learned many, many years ago, but it's okay for me to ask you, you know, Laura, can you help me with this thing that I'm trying to sell, but then tell me how I can help you in your business. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, absolutely. And Adam Grant has done a lot of great research in this area. He talks about in his book, Give and Take, Givers, Takers, and Matchers. Mm -hmm. And what he found is people who are most successful in business as a result of the relationships that they've built are givers. And so ultimately, I think that I have a bias towards being generous first, figuring out what you can do for somebody else and not worrying about when or if it's going to come back to you. Sometimes it's an appropriate ask. Here us sitting here is a really easy example. You were on my podcast a long time ago, Mm -hmm. maybe a year or two years ago. I didn't really have an ask for you in the last year or two. Now I have a book coming out. So I messaged, I kind of went through the people on my podcast who I haven't been on theirs. And I messaged everybody and I said, I have a book coming out. Would you be interested in featuring me since you were on my podcast previously? That's an easy yes, right? Because I've already been generous um, and I'm just asking for reciprocity. And I think the timing is also really important. So for example, you and I don't have overlapping audiences um, that are direct, right? So I wouldn't necessarily sell to your audience any of my consulting certification programs, probably not a fit for most people who are listening, but the book is a fit, right? So it's finding, it's waiting until I had something that would be a value, that would be a fit. Um, That's an easy ask. Buy my book is an easy ask, right? And, and waiting for that time. So I think it's really being thoughtful too about the timing of the ask, the type of ask, and making sure that your intent is always of creating value. I like that. And, and you know what? I think there's an there's, there's a, a uncomfortableness with people who are always givers or always takers, right? That, that hmm, you know what? This person's always giving, giving, giving. And I feel like they're either going to come up with this really, really big ask that I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to say no to, or they're just going to keep giving to me. And I hate being a taker. 
I, I believe in the rule of reciprocity. That's like a cardinal rule for me that that nobody feels like there's an imbalance in any of my relationships. Yeah. And I think that always takes a level of creativity. And I think a lot of people just don't take the time to be creative. It's not that they're not creative people. We're entrepreneurs. We're creative people. But taking the time to think creatively about reciprocity. Mm -hmm. Another example that comes to mind is there was a woman who I was on her podcast. She was on mine. I messaged her. I said, I know I was already on your podcast. Would you mind going live on Instagram to promote my book? And she's like, you know what? I'll put you back on my podcast. Happy to do it. My podcast has grown a lot. She does have a really big following. And I sat with it for a day and I was like, I don't want it to be like a two, two to one, you know, like, I don't want it to be like where I'm on hers twice. She's on mine once. So I messaged her the next day and I said, would you like to, you know, to present to my paid community? She's like, wow, that would be amazing. So I think just kind of thinking about in the book, I outline probably 10 to 12 different scenarios that if you're stuck for what can I offer in exchange, these are all things that anybody could do anybody could do. And I think a lot of people get tripped up too. Sometimes when they go to reciprocate, they're like, I don't have a top podcast. I don't have LinkedIn live. I'm not a LinkedIn influencer. I don't have a 10,000 person email list. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The podcast audience size police is not coming for you. Mm -hmm. Just having something that offers reciprocity Never have I asked, you know, been asked or asked other people, oh, what's your audience size when I'm doing an exchange? It, because as marketers, we all know that it's about quality over quantity anyways. Absolutely. You can have a 10,000 you know, person list with a 1% open rate. So like, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you are being generous and that you're not just sitting back and allowing that, uh, allowing your, your internal dialogue, your, your self-consciousness about what you have to offer, get in the way of being generous. In, in your research for the book, Win Win, yeah. uh, which I can't wait to come out and promote the heck out of when it does come out. Do you find that there's a difference between men and women when it comes to this topic? You know, it's so interesting. I work mostly with women. So that's an audience I know really well. Um, I consult both to uh, really established female influencers online. A lot of people who your listeners would probably know and love. Um, And then I also work in the nonprofit space. And as I've gotten more into private equity funded nonprofit work, um, I've been working with more men. So with women, um, again, that's hard for me to say. I'll be curious. I'll bounce it back to you and be curious to hear what you have to say. Um, Women have a really great finesse and intuition that they often underutilize in this process because women are very natural relationship builders, right? Like we, we were the hunter gatherers. Like we were the gatherers. We gather the people. It's what we do. We're really good at it. We have a sense of other people. We can feel their energy. We have an, a, you know, a, I know I'm generalizing here, but we have a high, many of us, especially entrepreneurs have a highly sensitive personality type. And we're really, really good at the intuitive side of business. Um, And I find what happens is the self-doubt conversation gets in the way of being able to fully utilize the gifts and talents that tend to be more feminine, whether it's men or women, it's more of a feminine leadership characteristic, right? Um, And uh, and I think think men are also starting to realize, because I've had several male clients, some of whom are extremely well-known, say to me, I've been embracing my feminine leadership. 
characteristics. Mm-hmm. I've been embracing more of a feminine leadership style because I see the benefit of it instead of just, you know, the hard hitting masculine style. So there's more of that conversation happening. And I think it leans more to the feminine. Um, but we always want to look at that as such a strength when it comes to relationships. Okay. I see. I so I'm I hope this doesn't sound stereotypical. Uh, women can be come up with brilliant ideas, brilliant strategies, and then they give it away. You know, they'll say, yeah. oh, yeah, just take this. Well, how much do I owe you? Don't worry about it. Or I talk to women who uh, want to start a business and they say, and this is what I'm going to do. And I'm really excited about it. And it's a nonprofit. And I think to myself, well, why wouldn't you want to make money? Why wouldn't you want to make it yeah. profitable? And they, oh, you know, they, they have issues around charging people and they, they, they have issues around putting value on what they bring to the table. And, and now, of course, I've dealt with some women who are, you know, insanely successful and uh, are, are masters of their own destiny and, and, you know, have everything working you know, beautifully. And then I find some men who struggle with, with uh, the idea of a win-win and they, they just want to do things on their own though. You know, they don't, they don't want to look for favors like they owe somebody anything, but I think men historically, and a lot of the the men that I deal with put everything into a business transaction, you know, like, okay, I'll give this to you. And you owe me, you know, you owe me one. Right. You know, and and I do see that changing, but I think historically that's the way men and women have thought about the win-win relationships. You know, women are givers, men are historically takers, but men will also look at at these types of relationships as business transactions. I will tell you something funny, and I remember this. This was back in the day when I was at the Wall Street Journal. I uh, I helped one of our editors, a female editor, who uh, went on to do some really great things. And she had a big job at a company. And somebody had asked me if I would help uh, somebody, you know, one of their nieces or something. And you say, I see you're connected to so-and-so. Do you know her? And I say, I do. And uh, she said, would you make an introduction? So I, I emailed this woman and I said to her, you know, I didn't bring up the fact that obviously I helped her in a big way. And, and, I didn't mention that, but I said, you know, I, I'm, um, uh, oh, I left out an important part. She said to me, I owe you for what you did. Like, I owe you. And I thought, hmm, okay. And here's the amazing thing. And it was like two years later. And I said, I wanted to make this introduction to a friend's niece. And she said, um, are, you, are you cashing in, you know, my chit? And I thought to myself, I cannot believe she remembered that. And I said, wow. I said, uh, you know, is this what you want to, is this what you want to spend it on? And I thought, no, no, it isn't. You know what? You're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. I get it. And you know what? No, this, this, I would rather use this in some other way because I realize how valuable it is. And I think that's the thing. You know, we talk about reciprocity, but you look and you say, well, the value I gave you was a hundred and the value you're giving back to me is five, right? 
Yeah. So it's not it's not equal. I, I learned a very valuable lesson from her. And I think that's one of the reasons she's so successful is she remembers all of her debts. And you, I don't want people to look at him like debts. I, I, I don't. I, I think that's the transactional nature that men give it. You know, like I owe you because you did this for me. But I think when when even if you don't look at it like that way, you say, well, I paid you, you know, 100 X and you're giving me back five X. We're not even. Yeah. Right. Is it? I have a different perspective. I have a different perspective that I'm going to share and it might be feminine, masculine. That could be interesting. Right. But think about a marriage, you know, like, well, I picked up the kids this morning. Are you going to pick them up this afternoon? I did the dishes. Can you make sure you do the laundry? I mean, that's really going to wear down a relationship completely. And I don't, I will say there's probably multiple ways to be successful in relationship marketing. What you described hasn't been my personal journey. So she may be very, very successful in that way. My personal journey has really consisted of not keeping score and trusting that it will come back. And if it doesn't come back, it's okay. Because you know what? Every Facebook ad doesn't work either. You know, like like just thinking about it, like you're still playing the game of odds in your marketing. And there's tons of people that I've done things for relationship wise that either they didn't come back or it you know, maybe they showed up negative like a year later. And I'm like, well, gosh, you know, now I know where you stand. Um, But it's not something I worry about or keep track of or base future decisions on because enough does come back. Enough strong relationships do come back Mm -hmm. that it, it all works out, you know? And I think, I think you could really drive yourself crazy trying to keep track of it all. Whereas ultimately, when it comes to relation, you're, you're talking about relationship in terms of connections and things like that. Really what I'm talking about is a relationship marketing funnel, right? Is eventually getting to that place where you can collaborate with somebody, you can do a joint venture, you can uh, have an affiliate partnership, you can set up your customers to be referral partners, you can um, even work on licensing deals with people, you can co-run a paid or free workshop, um, you can exchange with them on podcasts or social media platforms. Eventually, having the goal of getting most relationships to that place, and I know I'm talking about a lot of online, offline it's equally valuable for traditional brick and mortar businesses, right? That's ultimately, I think the smartest way to think about relationship marketing. So, but, and what you describe, um, one of the biggest obstacles to success there are time robbers, right? So, so you've had success in your businesses, Right. And people see that and they go, I want to partner with Laura. Right. She really gets it. She will be great. She'll help me achieve my goals. And you realize that they're not bringing the same that I think in that sense, then it's important to weigh what each person brings to the table. Yeah. You talk about, you know, a win win relationship. It, it's not keeping score, but it's understanding that these are we're equal minds coming together. Your strengths are my weaknesses. My weak, my strengths are your weaknesses. Together, you know, we could create a win-win scenario. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I think sometimes it's a bust, right? Like sometimes you might do a little something with somebody. That's why I like starting small. And you're like, wow, like we really didn't click. Yeah, and you know. 
we did a podcast exchange and you didn't even publish yours. You know, like there, there, <laughs> yeah. there, there might be those. Kinds I promise of this is going out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I actually yeah. had that happen. And then I held I pulled her podcast from mine. Um, but, you know, that's going to happen. And, and, and just don't get stuck in the mud on those things. Don't worry about it. Don't chase the person down. Don't like it. Again, it's going to happen. My experience is, is that it's like a bell curve. You know, if you partner with 10 people, you get to know them. You might think that you can uh, provide value to one another's audiences. You have complimentary offers, et cetera. You know, there's going to be one or two that you're like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is a great fit. Mm -hmm. We are fantastic together. Uh, we could even like run a business together, run a program together, or do a paid workshop together, or do a live event together. Like, I could see that being a really powerful next step, right? And then there's going to be people in the middle who are like, I like you, you like me. Probably doesn't make sense for us to partner. Like, we don't have anything to partner on beyond this exchange. But here's the truth there's going to be people in your audience that are a great fit for my offer. And there's going to be my people in my audience who are a great fit for your offer. And that's where the power of reciprocity comes in on the exchanges, because maybe they just follow me because they like me, but mm. they'd be a much better fit for small business edge, right? They hear you, they move over to your world, and that ends up being really awesome. And that happens in the background. And then there's going to be those one or two people, you know, there's going to be kind of your neutrals. There's going to be the people that you can move forward with. It's a slam dunk. And there's going to be one or two people that are like, I'm actually... I got on an exchange with this person or I started down the path of this person. And like, I don't even know if they're really, you know, they have integrity. Like this is, yeah. this is, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to like bail yeah. and, and that's going to happen. But I guess here's where I, I would love to kind of define it for our yeah. listeners, because I, I know what they're thinking right now, because I talk about it a lot and that is time management. Yeah. Right. So what's the formula for kind of cutting to the chase to cutting loose dead relationships, dead partnerships where it's not going to like, do you have a, a formula or a system in place that says, hmm, this is not going to be a win win. This is going to be a you win, I lose or it's going to be a lose lose situation. Yeah. So I'm such a big fan of starting out with something like this, like a podcast exchange. You're starting out with and coming to the table with something to offer. Mm -hmm. Again, you don't have to be, you know, a LinkedIn designated influencer, but if you have a consistent platform where you're publishing content, even if you don't like video, blog. If you don't like writing, do video. You know, if you love Instagram and you love, you know, watching reels and creating reels, just do that all day long and go live with somebody once a week, but just have something to offer in the exchange, right? It's mm. such a great starting point. You have very little to lose and offer it to somebody else and start getting into two-way exchanges. From there, sometimes relationships just kind of fall off. They, they stay neutral. Like you like each other, you might stay in touch a little bit, but really not a fit, right? Sometimes they might be like, oh my gosh, I'm blown away. Can you come speak to my mastermind? Sometimes after an exchange like that, they might turn to you and be like, I think I need you. Like, well, tell me a little bit about your packages. Uh, that happens often. So that's why I like these exchanges and, and limiting them. So think about it. Like we all, you know, I think a lot of business owners love coffee chats, right? Like let's get into a coffee chat. Let's get into one-on-one -on -one chat. You get the, you know, 
a LinkedIn inbox message. Like, do you have time to chat? I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. But what I can do is as we can, as we get to know each other in various networking circles or in places like Small Business Edge, you know, you'll start to notice people and you want to start getting into those exchanges. And like I said, sometimes they take off, sometimes they stay neutral, but it's such a great way to just get to know somebody. And here's the trick. A lot of people want referrals, right? Everybody who's listening here wants referrals, but by taking the hour or two hours a week that you have set aside for relationship marketing and getting into collaborations instead of closed door coffee chats, that's what's going to generate leads for your business. Make, you know, as asking Brian Moran, who I talk to maybe two or three times a year, to remember all of my offers and make and mention them every single time he's in a conversation is not a realistic expectation unless it's like a direct hit referral, right? Like I yeah. refer agency owners all the time because I'm a growth consultant. I don't do any done for you services. So th- unless it's a direct hit like that, It's more the kind of thing where you're staying in communication, but more importantly, that you're getting exposure to new audiences consistently, that you have something at the end of the of the talk that you can offer people that provides value that helps you build your list. And then you market to your list. Mm. It's it's, It's a much easier ask and a much more straightforward process, which is what I think I hear you saying. Then, you know, walking around, meeting people, having friendly chit chat and hoping they remember you. Yeah, I, I, I talk about an A-list and I talk about dartboards. I talk about your ideal customer, your ideal partner, and, and then going out from there, you know, that so when you get on social media, don't let it become a rabbit hole that you yeah. fall down in. All of a sudden you're watching two hours of reels and you're saying, yeah. you know, time robbers. It, it, in the end, it comes down to this time management and time robbers and everything moving towards your goal. Like it's, this is all part of a GPS plan. Everything that we're talking about is a means to an end. So here's where I want to be at the end of, you know, 2022 or 2023. And these partnerships that you're talking about are going to help me get closer to my goal. Some will, some won't. And that's where you're constantly bringing it back and saying, all right, is my is my partnership, my conversations with Bob, is that going to get me closer to my goal? Well, probably not. And so I can say, hey, Bob, I love this idea, but I'm going to need to shelve it until next year. You know, we have four months left in this year, three months left in this year. I need to shelve this because I need to focus on these conversations that I'm having right now that are going to help me achieve my goal this year. That's my focus. You know, how do I finish this year strong? I think where you and I, where there won't be so much pressure is, you know, that if we can start this conversation early in the year and let it develop, and then all of a sudden you're you're achieving success from it, I am, right? And I can build this into my goal for next year. It's everything is a means to an end. So I know my listeners know that well from our conversations previously. I talk about GPS plans. I talk about time management. And so, you know, don't stretch yourself too thin and and be able to say no quickly. Yeah. Yes. And and have that time set aside. So say, I, I, you know, I do podcast exchanges or interviews, or I record for my own podcast on 12 at 12 and one on Wednesdays. There you go. And that's it. And that's what I do. And yeah. 
if you can't fit in that 12 or one Wednesday this week or next week, how's the following week, (laughs) you know, And, and really try to stick to that and have that be, because then again, it's like, also too, it's very difficult to switch between uh, front facing marketing, right. And behind the scenes marketing for your business, it's very Mm. difficult to, for your brain to move between those. So I think having a day where you do your like external content for your business, which as business owners is probably one of the best ways for us to spend our time, Mm -hmm. like outsource the inbox management, outsource the calendar management, but get visible for your business. Mm. Um, cause people yeah. buy from people and having a day dedicated to that or an afternoon dedicated to that is really smart. I love, I love what you're saying. I love it because I think it's such an important and integral part of almost every business's foundation. This idea of relationship marketing, every business has a funnel, every business has a pipeline, Yes, right? Every business needs to have that in place in order to, create awareness and consideration and bring them down the pipeline. And, you know, it's hard enough today to try and do that, you know, on your own, but building it, you know, a win-win scenario where you're getting other people to help you is really an ideal situation. Yeah. Yeah. I say there's no excuses. Like, Get yourself out there, get visible. There's uh, two women that I know who are who are Muslim and it's against their faith practice to show photos and video of themselves online. Um, and they blog, they, you know, like they, they blog, they write, they're great bloggers and they blog yeah. with other people and they partner with other bloggers. Like, again, do it your way, yes. but make sure that you don't not do it. <laughs> That's all right. double negatives, but right. do it your way, but make sure that you don't like use any excuses to, to stay behind the scenes. Yes. I, we're, we are, I can't believe this. We're in the home stretch I know. of our podcast. This flies by. So um, all right. How people, I know people are going to want to reach out to you. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to want to learn more about Joy Brand Creative, the Advanced Women's Network. Um, oh, we didn't even talk about Next Level Leap, your podcast. Yeah. yeah. We talked like- about your podcast, but how, how can people listen to your podcast? How can people find out more about what you're doing and if they wanted to reach out to you? Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple options. Then I have a free gift for your listeners. Oh, good. Because this is what I recommend that they do so that they can, if for no other reason, go ahead and funnel hack me and then unsubscribe. It's fun. <laughs> uh, so um, you can find me on LinkedIn, which is Laura Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. You can find me on Instagram, Laura E. Meyer. Uh, my podcast called Next Level Leap is all about marketing strategies that'll help your business leap to the next level without more brute, you know, less brute force, more smart strategy. Uh-huh. Um And then I have an awesome uh, workshop on um, referral marketing that I normally charge $37 for. I legit run ads on Facebook to it for $37 and I'm giving it to your audience for free. Oh, wow. You go to referralcodesystem.com. So it's referralcodesystem.com. Okay. And you put in the coupon code EDGE, all capitals, EDGE, Mm -hmm. and it's yours and you can have it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure that we promote that in the yeah. on the resource page. Um, that's that's great. I appreciate that. I can't wait for your book to come out. Win win. I think that you you are spot on with this is the new 
way that we're doing business, you know, and even as we slowly have gotten back into in-person meetings and events and whatnot, I think that people still are online, you know, they're connecting, they're, they're, they're turning really like cold calls into warm introductions, right. And, and meeting people who are like-minded and they're being able to say, Hey, how can I help you in your business? And then they're saying, here's how you can help me in my business. Exactly. Right. right, Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. I I would love to have you back on and talk more about this. I'll get a ton of feedback from our listeners uh, about what they like, some of their takeaways. I'll share that with you and then we'll have you back on and uh, maybe we'll buy some copies of the book and we'll give them out to our listeners. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your support. Absolutely. And please say hi to the master of the universe for me. I will. I will. But I won't tell him you said that because I still need to live in the house with him. So thank you so (laughs) much for everything. All right. Uh, Laura Meyer. Thank you. The the founder and CEO of Joybrand Creative, the Advanced Women's Network, Next Level Lead podcast, and soon to come out book, Win Win. And you've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Come back next week for another edition and keep your feedback coming. We appreciate it and we look forward to it. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.